0: On the Word Podcast, we're continuing through our examination of the book of Ephesians. And we're in the third chapter. We're going to pick up the 14th verse. We looked at the 14th and 15th and 16th verse in the last episode. But as we have discovered, uh, these verses are uh, just small portions of very long sentences, okay? And we do well to reflect upon them constantly and just look at them as a big picture, then look at it in more detail. So verse 14 said this, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives his name. And so Paul is praying before the Lord. He's interceding before the Lord. And he's saying, I'm doing this before the Father. And it's the Father from whom everybody has come. Every family in heaven and on earth derives his name. Verse 16, that he would grant you. So we see that he's interceding. Remember this? That he's asking him, asking the Father something on their behalf. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. That is what Paul is praying for and calling for on behalf of uh, these people, these believers who are predominantly Gentile. He's really been emphasized. Remember the context that the Jew and the Gentile are one, that this is the mystery of the body, the mystery of Christ that Jew and Gentile are one body, the body of Christ. <coughs> so he's saying, excuse me. He said, I pray that the Lord will strengthen you with power through his Holy Spirit in your inner man. And we talked about that in the last couple of episodes. Now, verse 17. So, well, so there's a, a reason. There's a purpose in this. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love. Well, let's stop right there because he continues the 18th verse he warned them so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith he wanted them to understand that they've been transformed he wanted them to understand that God will release his glory and strengthen them with his power through the holy spirit and that Christ will dwell he does dwell and will dwell even more so you say well what's hindering well the hindering element is always going to be man <laughs> it's going to be us okay so that's what he's calling him to do. He said, realize this, that Christ will dwell in your heart through faith. In other words, by faith, it will grow and grow and grow, the dwelling of the Lord himself within us, and that you being rooted and grounded in love. Now, that's really good. You know, so often we view being rooted and grounded as having a knowledge of the word, for instance. Well, that's, that's good, and we should. We need to have knowledge of the word, okay? There's no doubt. And we must know the word of the Most High God. But notice what he says, that being rooted and grounded in is in love. Okay? Love for one another. Love for the Most High God. Love for the world. That we're rooted and grounded in that. So, Christ will dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, verse 18, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breath of and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God and again you know as we've mentioned so many times before uh, when you read these passages you get an understanding initially i mean it's easy just to see what's being said basically but then the more you look at it the more amazed you are at what he's saying he said the whole point of this is that you'll be able to comprehend with all the saints. Everyone who's a believer will be able to comprehend this. What is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth? That's sort of an interesting phrase, okay? Breadth, that means like the width of something, the broadness of something. The length that means how long something is, okay? The height means what? How high something is and the depth is... How deep something is you know when you hear these things you're often thinking from the point of view of uh, three-dimensional you know how uh, long something is how wide it is how tall it is but notice he does it from a four-dimensional point of view a total like 360 type of thing so if you're standing in a, in a particular place in, in existence just say wherever you're standing right now or, or seated or driving we know that to the right and the left is one thing okay straight ahead and behind us is another thing up is one thing, that's the height, then below us is the depth. He says, I want you to be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth and to know the love of Christ. He said, this is how you will experience and know and understand the love of Christ and what he wants to do in and through each and every one of us. And he said, he tells us why. Know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge there again are we to have knowledge oh yeah absolutely but knowledge without love is just the the greatest nightmare of the pharisaical religiosity type of thing okay we don't we don't want to have just pure knowledge without love okay we must have love we must have knowledge but love surpasses knowledge why that you may be filled up to all the fullness of god The whole point is that there will be less and less of us personally, okay? Less and less and less, and more of him. So often people pray that, and uh, that was a a very uh, sort of common thing within the circle uh, stream of the river of God some 25 or 30 years ago where people would cry out, more Lord, more Lord. Well, I understood what they said, but even then it sort of bothered me because it nearly communicated the idea that God was holding out, Okay, that he's holding back on something. And the Lord's not the one holding back at all. We are the ones that are keeping him from doing all he desires to do. And that's what Paul's saying right here. He said that you would know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. And the whole point is that you'll be filled up to all the fullness of God, not just a portion of God, but all that he has for each and every one of us. So let me back up. I'm going to read this entire thing right here. We'll be done. Verse 14 again. And to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. That is what Paul was praying for them. That's what we need to pray for one another. This is how we need to live. This should be the attitude of heart that we have. If we did this, how different would the professing body of Christ be? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.